Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our guest is Sarah Parshall Perry. She is the Senior Legal Fellow in the Edwin Meese III Center for Legal and Judiciary Studies at the Heritage Foundation. Sarah is also a policy consultant, widely published author with publications on topics ranging from law and public policy to education, parenting, disability, advocacy, and the arts. And uh, Sarah, it's been about a year since you were here, and things are even crazier than they were back then. Boy, we didn't think they could get uh, weirder, but to quote Lewis Carroll in Through the Looking Glass, they are definitely getting curiouser and curiouser, so I'm happy to be back. Well, it's great to have you, and I really do appreciate it. Um, You know, and and the topic we're going to talk about today is just really how woke corporations have gone. And, you know, you just put out a, a thing on social media, I saw it on Twitter, of your shopping experience at Target. And maybe we could start there and just devolve into all the other craziness that's happened in other woke corporations. But, um, you know, it's really amazing what stores are doing and then trying to lie about it when it's right out in the public view, isn't it? Yeah, this is really tremendous. We've seen a push during Pride Month that has been, I think, above and beyond anything that we've seen up to this point, particularly emboldened, I think, by the presidential administration. This is an individual who has appointed a man in a dress to the second highest post at HHS and uh, a non-binary individual who is PF now uh, charged with multiple felonies for stealing women's luggage, a non-binary nuclear power czar. So this is an individual who has made clear that his preferred policy agenda is essentially advancing the cause of a very small segment of the American population over the interests of everyday Americans who don't experience things like gender dysphoria. We're platforming mental illness, and we're seeing it roll out in a very, very big way during Pride Month. And my social media team had come to me and had told me that Pride's campaign uh, at Target was particularly aggressive and really filled with material that was geared specifically toward children. Now, sort of marketing to children has been sort of the dirty little secret on Wall Street for many, many years. This is sort of the way to get kids to drink their Ovaltine back in the 40s, to buy He-Man action figures in the 60s and 70s, to eventually what we're seeing today and trying to get kids to tell their parents they want to go to Disney World. So that's not new. But what is new is that this comes on the tail of a whole of government push to approve gender transition surgeries for minors who believe themselves to be a different gender than their biological sex. And we're seeing corporations not only buy the rhetoric, but sell the rhetoric to the American people. Target's campaign is especially aggressive and included, among other things, puck-friendly swimsuits. And without getting into sort of the more graphic provisions of what that means for your listeners, suffice it to say that it has extra coverage to encourage hiding of reproductive organs during wearing of that swimsuit by either biological males or females, no matter what their age. So that, to us, was particularly eye-opening. 
Well, and the fact is they, they kind of lie about they're not going after children. And I'm, you know, and you're in your, you know, your uh, shopping spree, or at least your looking spree at Target, it, everything was about children, right? It was all about young children and, and they lie about it, right? And it's come out that they've had a Satanist help design some of their stuff. I mean, really yeah. what we're seeing is just pure evil, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, this individual who's based out of the United Kingdom uh, identifies as a trans Satanist. There were a couple of items, uh, one in particular I held up that was sort of like a fanny pack or sort of a waste bag that was designed by this individual. They uh, make particular products that not only promote gender confusion and they not only market to kids, but they inculcate these incredibly demonic um, influences and artistic expressions during the process. You want to talk about a two for one, Deacon Jeff. This is one of those situations where you really think, how much darker can we get as a society? This is what Target has decided to stake its claim on. And remember, they had already indicated back in 2016 with their gender neutral bathroom policy, where they stood on the notion of biological reality, distinctions between male and female, how we were created by God to be. But they have hit the gas in a major way since 2016. And using material designed by a trans Satanist geared specifically toward children, to me, is the ultimate offense. Well, but we've seen Disney do it, right? We can go on. There's a whole litany. We saw what happened, you know, what Bud Light did with putting a trans uh, individual on the beer can. But, you know, the target of the targeting of children, really, if you think about it logically, makes no sense because they're promoting no reproduction of children, right? They're, they're potential customers down the road. They are trying to promote so that they become sterilized or they become in same sex relationships so that they they can't have children. It it really it, it nobody in their right mind would put this together as a business model. No, it's very interesting, though. But I will tell you, there are so many connected funding nexuses behind the scenes. Now, remember that 30 percent of the nation's um, private assets are controlled by big corporations, big hedge fund managers, like, for example, BlackRock. Now, BlackRock is um, a hedge fund firm that has advanced, been right on the tier for some ESG, environmental social governance policies. That means we're going to take your dollars, the dollars you give to us to invest in, you know, everything from target stock to, let's say, um, Microsoft, and we're going to instead take those and directly invest them in companies that have liberal values on purpose. We're going to seek them out and we're going to use your private dollars to invest in those companies. So you've actually perpetuated sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Take those dollars, take them away from private investors, put them in to the business models of individuals like Target, for example, or other uber left woke campaigns, and they're already setting the tide. They're setting the entire agenda through the use of hedge fund managers, and we're also seeing it now in hospital systems and major pharmaceutical companies. We've seen the human rights campaign, the biggest LGBTQIA lobbying organization in the world come out with what they call their corporate equity index. 
And this is an index that says whether or not your company is welcoming enough to sexual and gender identity minorities. They've now developed one for hospitals. Interestingly enough, the hospital equity index is underwritten by Pfizer Pharmaceutical. Pfizer makes the majority of cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers that are used in these gender transition procedures on minor kids. All of this at bottom comes down to money, not necessarily profitability. This is money that's exchanging hands behind the scenes. And that's truly what makes it so nefarious. Yeah, I mean, it even makes it more even. I mean, if you truly believe that you were right, you know, we'd have an argument. But to do it for filthy money, which is the same thing that happens in the abortion industry, right? We see it happen in all these, you know, evil uh, enterprises. And, you know, I happen to see that an article just recently confirming what you're talking about regarding BlackRock and different things. I think it was an ex uh, Anheuser-Busch executive. But then in that same article, I read, if you think Anheuser-Busch is licking its wounds from its losses, just the last week or so, they donated another $200,000 to the National LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce, whatever that is. So they really don't care about losing money. It is really all about how far left and crazy can I go to maybe get those hidden dark dollars? You know, we find that the research that our economics team has done indicates that on the whole, we can be very disruptive with consumer boycotts, but they don't have a lasting long-term impact. What they do is they provide us not only a wake-up call for these corporations who are taking our consumer dollars, our disposable, expendable income, and in this inflationary market, we have less and less of it to spend. And we're taking our dollars away from companies that have vied strenuously for our business in the past. So while we will disrupt them for a time time, there and there's been a fourteen billion with A B market cap loss on the part of Target because of this absolute kerfuffle over its pride campaign and marketing to kids. It's also going to tar and feather them. I think this is the first time that we've seen the conservative consumer really wake up and flex their muscle in America. It's the first time we have finally acted sort of in a unified way to prove that we've ultimately had enough. Well, I think it just shows a majority of the people think this stuff is a bunch of garbage, right? I mean, for the Los Angeles Dodgers to go host the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and think that they're, you know, brightening up the uh, California community by doing this, right? People are are outraged. We're finally starting to see players come out. But in the end, it really is people are just going to have to say enough. We're not going to deal with this. You can fire me. I'm not going to pitch for your team. You know, whatever it is, there has to be some pain involved on our side to show that we are serious about this and that we're not as concerned about the money as they are. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I will say together, both Bud Light and Target have lost about $40 billion um, since the initiation of these consumer 
um, boycotts. In fact, Bud Light has tried to buy back its products from distributors because distributors, these are mom and pop distribution companies that sell beer and wine to your local liquor store. And they're the ones who are actually taking the biggest hit. They have this beer that they can't sell. But there is a financial loss. Let's not sort of underestimate the fact that we definitely get hurt. We just need to make it hurt for longer. This is simply a fortune for major corporations. We really need to break out the axe. Well, and you're you're exactly right. But, you know, just before we came on, I thought, you know, I'll scroll social media, which, you know, is always a double-edged sword. And, you know, the Air Force, I guess, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, just came out with their big, you know, pride uh, propaganda that they're doing. The Girl Scouts are now handing out rainbow badges to their girls. Um, they're really just, it, just when you think, you know, Jesus, anybody getting the message and we see, you know, financially, some of the corporations are, but it just can, it comes at us in waves and we as parents and families have to hold the line and protect our children and not participate in Girl Scouts, right? Don't, don't yeah. get in the military and we're seeing the military can't even reach quotas because of their craziness. That's exactly it. And we've heard military flag rank officers who've gone in front of Congress and said that military readiness is a function of the fact that the LGBTQIA service people don't feel included enough. Listen, I worked for a retired uh, lieutenant general for many, many years. I can tell you I know just enough about combat lethality and military preparedness that that is distinctly not the case. And in fact, you've got average, everyday, ordinary Americans who have put their lives on the line and they're realizing that this is no longer a welcoming community for them because even in the highest levels of the military, all of this progressive sexual orthodoxy is being, it's being consumed en masse. But we have to start with our kids. You're so right. We've got to look to the, to the ways of our household, look well to our own household ways to see whether or not they're being taught the values that align with our beliefs, whether or not we're being X'd out of consideration. If teachers are talking to them about things like gender identity or facilitating pronoun changes or bathroom use by opposite biological sexes, we have to ask questions. You've got to make a nuisance of yourself and you've got to start with your kids. It's the only way we can take this back. Well, that's why, you know, um, places like the Heritage Foundation, people need to know where to go to get the truth, right? It wasn't long ago people thought, hey, Fox is really, you know, giving us the straight scoop. But we, as we have seen, you know, that is no longer the case. They, they've now caved and bought in and, you know, getting rid of talent and doing whatever they're doing. They're really, you need to know where to go to get the truth and, and be able to discern for yourself what's going on, not have somebody just feed you the woke line that everyone is selling, right? I mean, in the end, if, if you want to be a lemming, then go right ahead and just listen to regular news. But if you don't, you're going to have to do some research on your own to find out what's going on. This is not uh, a game that any of us can afford to sit out. We've got to do our homework. You've got to ask questions of your elected representatives, questions of your school board, questions of your local and state and federal politicians. This is a time to be as active as any one of us. I think believes we never have to be. You know, those of us at Heritage, we are naturally right in the thick of it. I work two blocks 
from the Capitol building. And I've got to tell you, I take it for granted that everybody else is involved at the granular level like we are. But as a general rule, people aren't. We trust. We still trust that corporations and medical providers and educators and politicians might still have our best interests in mind. And we're learning painfully that that's not the case. So it's time for us to be the advocate top to bottom. Well, then, you know, BlackRock and all these, right, they really are trying to create a new world order. And it was funny, I don't know if you saw on social media, but there was actually a Barney Miller episode, I think in 1979 or 1980, where this was a skit about this world order going on and everybody laughed, you know, like this was a comedy routine, but there really is a consorted effort to push this, to, you know, attack our children, to attack families, to attack marriages. And we see it, whether it's this gender ideology or whether it's this DEI garbage, you know, that now Chick-fil-A has embraced. Now I hear it's DEIB and B stands for belonging, right? They keep adding letters to this stuff. They keep trying to manufacture false racism and all this crazy stuff to keep people off guard and to think America is a bunch of garbage because they really hate America when it comes down to it, don't they? Marxists want to destroy everything that is good and right and lasting and enduring about American society and the functional primary unit, not just in God's creation, but in Western civilization is the family, a mom, a dad, and kids. And perpetuating those principles, protecting that reality has worked for not just centuries, but millennia. We can go back into the Bible. We can talk Old Testament era. And that has always been the primary function unit of society. That's what we have to focus our sights on. Well, you're you're on Capitol Hill. I mean, you talk to legislators. I mean, behind the scenes, do they even, you know, Republicans, you know, who come out strong, but, you know, even them are squishy at times. Do they really have the heart to do this fight or is it all about their money and they're getting reelected to? I mean, is there do you really see a significant amount of elected officials willing to do whatever it takes to win this fight? You know, that's a great question. Of course, we're always going to have squishes in the Republican Party, as much as there used to be Democrats in the um, sort of left wing party that were themselves not liberal enough. There's no true Democrat. I would give you other than Joe Manchin. We're looking just at progressives. You're either a progressive with that limited exception or you're a Republican. There's really no in between. That is not the party of moderation anymore. Biden is not the is not the president of moderation as he ran on. That was a campaign promise he broke from day one where he signed an executive order instructing all of his federal agencies to take civil rights law and to take that term sex and to expand it to sexual orientation and gender identity, upending the entire canon of American civil rights law, about a hundred statutes and regulations now are going to have to be reprojected, rolled back, made clean, sent back to ground zero when a new administration comes in. But we've seen a couple of Republicans who, of course, are always squishy. They don't come out with strong stances. Obviously, Collins and Murkowski are two that immediately come to mind. But I will tell you, we're seeing increasing courage from individuals who are elected to these offices because they are tired. They are ordinary individuals like us. They are parents. They are grandparents. And they, too, want this sexual insanity to end. 
Well, I mean, the, the, the administration we have right now does everything it can to promote child abuse, right? I mean, they, they, you know, we have this Jeffrey Epstein thing. No one, no one wants to put the names out there, right? I mean, basically pedophilia going on. It's, it, what, what is happening to children, what is happening in our world, uh, makes the Aztecs look almost rational. That's, that's a great descriptor. It really is. And I've got to tell you, I've written about this recently. I have uh, two pieces on the issue, but one immediately comes to mind because you've talked about the Aztecs. I also have thought very much about the Old Testament uh, pagan god uh, Moloch, who, of course, took mm-hmm. children as sacrifices. How often this has been brought to my mind and how often the Lord brings this to my mind as the perfect example for what's happening to these young, innocent children with um, not just with the abortion issue, not just with ending their lives in the womb, but subjecting them to bodily mutilation and irreversible damage because of some pet policy agenda. So I see these really as being intensifying battles. I wrote a piece recently at the American Conservative uh, called The Trans Mind Virus is Mutating. And we are now seeing a very frightening proximity to calls for open embrace of pedophilia as a protected sexual orientation. A sitting legislator, a current legislator, a biological man who identifies, of course, as a woman, uh, wears a dress to the chamber every single day, has introduced an amendment to the Human Rights Act in Minnesota that allows for attraction to minors to now be protected under their Human Rights Act as one of those versions of sexual orientation. We've seen in your state the downgrade of a Class C felony by Democrats who are in their elected seats because they've said, well, a felony charge for indecent exposure to a minor unfairly targets the drag and trans communities. Meaning we want people in drag and we want transgender individuals to be able to expose their genitalia to minor children. This is where we're going as a nation. And it's why when I say that this mind virus is mutating, we don't stop, unfortunately, with transgenderism. If we are hearing calls from the left to say that these children need life-affirming gender uh, affirmation, confirmation, surgery, and care, if they are, in the leftist's mind, sufficiently possessed as agency to make life-altering decisions about their bodies, well, shouldn't they also be able to make life-altering decisions about sleeping with adults? Now, you and I, of course, know that they don't possess the ability, agency, or maturity to do either one of those. But you realize how close we're now getting to that line where we are openly embracing pedophilia. That, as far as I'm concerned, is the next sexual perversion that we're going to have to fight. Well, I guess really when you look at children as objects and not human beings, then really you can convince yourself of anything. Because really, when you look at everything that's being thrown at children as if life isn't hard enough, like if you're even lucky that you're not aborted, you come into this world and the attacks keep coming. But if you view something as a material object, then you can convince yourself of anything, can't you? Yeah, you really can. I mean, it gets to the point where there's so much word salad involved in this progressive sexual ideology. Now we're seeing 2SA 
added on the front of the acronym itself. It originally just used to be LGBTQIA. Then it became plus plus. In other words, for the ones that we haven't accounted for yet. And now they've added two SA, two spirit and asexual, two spirit, taking into account the purportedly Native American perception that men can be both men and women, women can be both women and men. It, it really is, it is a dark period in the American subconscious. Convince itself of the rightness of its own positioning and its own perspectives really is, I think, one of their strongest abilities. They manipulate language so well. They always have. They own language better than the conservatives do. And to that end, we're basically just seeing a bunch of leftists who are willing to continue convincing themselves over and over before the complete disruption of the natural and moral order in the country. Well, it is it is a dark time, but that means our light should shine even brighter. And we have that opportunity and everybody's here for this moment in time on purpose. This isn't, we're not here by accident. So we get an opportunity to say, are we in or are we out? Do we love the Lord and follow his teachings or are we going to buy, you know, the darkness of this world? You know, we're down to about the last minute. How can people follow what you're doing, find out what's going on at Heritage? Because I think what you guys are doing is so important. You can follow me on Twitter at Sarah P. Perry. That's Sarah P. as in Peter Perry. And I am constantly tweeting. This is a good portion of the scholarship that I write on, specifically biological notions of male and female. I write a lot, as you know, on the abortion issue, pro-family issues, rights of religious liberty and conscience. And I also write um, weekly and sometimes multiple times a week at the Daily Signal. I've just had a piece go up that says, Pride comes before the fall, and it addresses whether or not corporate boycotts work and how we can make them even more effective. I hope you all found value in the conversation we just had with Sarah Partial Perry from the Heritage Foundation. This conversation that reminds us that these woke corporations are buying in, trying not only buying into, but pushing this false ideology, whether it's the LGBTQ agenda whether it's you know diversity, equity, and inclusion, whatever it may be, they're pushing this false narrative to make us believe we live in a, an alternate universe. So we need to make sure that we get our information from trusted sources like the Heritage Foundation, like the Family Research Council, because mainstream media is not going to tell us the truth. So we need to educate ourselves because we need to hold these companies accountable. Doesn't mean they're going to all go out of business or they're all going to listen to us. But why are we funding corporations that are trying to destroy our children? So let's be vigilant. Let's make companies pay for what they're doing. But most of all, let's protect our children. Let's educate ourselves so we know the forces of evil that are out there. Respect Life Radio is produced by Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com.